Welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. Welcome to part two, where we talk about how to price your services. Pick me, my I don't know if they have a design. I, I would highly doubt they have a design center. I haven't looked into it yet, believe it or not. Boise. They might. I found a couple showrooms like us. Well, we're the showrooms are different. So if you buy something from a showroom at the Seattle Design Center, they do not receive. They do not deliver. They do not do anything. They just sit there and do the paperwork. They just have the account like I had the account. And they order it and that's it. You have to call and check up on it. You've got to, you know, that essentially sucks. track it. You have to find a receiving house that then it, you know, receives it with a loading dock. They have to inspect it, unwrap it, hopefully not store it too long because you'll get storage fees on top of that, especially when furniture is coming all different times nowadays. Ugh, with COVID, Can I just it's take terrible. them to my own garage? Oh, yeah. My garage is always filled with stuff. <laughs> okay. But they won't deliver yes, to your house. have to pick it up. They have to deliver to a receiving house. So, but then how are you going to get it to your house? My husband. In a pickup truck? You're going to, like, if it's $5,000 sofa that you're, mm. you know what I mean? I mean, see, there's headaches like that. Yeah. And I get it. I mean, there are a lot of designers who that's what they do. That's that, that's part of the job, right? Mm-hmm. But again, those receiving houses and delivery fees can eat up 30% of your profits right off the top. So if you're getting a 40% discount off MSRP at a design center, but 30% is going to your receiving house, that's why we offer 10% to designers. But we do all the paperwork. We track it. If there's a problem, if it comes in damage, we inspect it. We either have someone fix it or we fix it ourselves or we call the company, we wrap it back up, we ship it. We, you know, we handle all of that stuff. So you don't have to worry about it. A designer can just come in with their client, say, oh, I want this, 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 and this done. We do all the paperwork and then it's seamless. When it comes in, we wait till everything comes in and then, you know, you'll schedule the delivery with your client. And then they give you 10%. But see, to me, the the lack of of stress and time. I mean, it's more time. So you feel like you're making more money, but you're spending so much more time and worry and checking mm-hmm. on it. Your to-do list every day is crazy. For you, I know you. <laughs> Just go make the rooms pretty, go shop, and know that you're going to get 10%. Yeah. You, know, you know, even Crate and Barrel gives you 10% or 15%. But that on top of your fees... And that's where you start to make a living. So mm-hmm. let's say, you know, you are a new designer and you're moving to a new city and you're going to have to build from the beginning and you're going to take a little time off before you, you know, really get into it and kind of get things set up. What would you be okay with making for income in your very first month? Like you'd be okay. You're not talking like, woohoo, <laughs> we're going to Vegas. But, you know, that you you know that you start a new business and any business school will tell you, expect to lose money for the first two years, Yeah. right? I don't believe in that because <laughs> there's not much overhead for design business. Mm-hmm. But what would you feel good, like proud about? Like, I can handle this. This is how much I made this month. Well, I think just for starting out and there and everything's cheaper, probably like two to four. Yeah, two to four Ideally, thousand. four would be nice, but. Again, but first month. Yeah, first month, two grand, even just anything, I'm fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so think about that. So if, you know, if your goal is to make $2,000 in that month and you're charging you know, even baseline five hundred dollars a room. Yeah, you only have to find four rooms to do in a month. But you I can also, do that. yeah, I also want to still come back here for some clients and use you in the showroom. So yeah. at the same time, I know I'm one hundred fifty dollars here an hour, 
But I know that when I go to Boise, I can't be 150. But at the same time, if I'm like this good designer from Seattle, shouldn't I also be okay with charging 150? I'm not just like well, that's hick. what your package are your your okay. packages are. So let's say your first client is like the good client that you have now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a living room. You've got some window treatments. You know, you've got a couple pieces of furniture, and you're going to go shopping at furniture stores and hopefully get a discount that you keep. Yeah, but don't they ask for your design fee? Like your design discount sometimes, like my really hard client. Some do, but she also hated that designer. Like, how'd that work out for you? Yeah. Right? That was the <laughs> business model. And she feels like she said she paid $3,000 and got nothing for it. So, how'd that work out? <laughs> like I told her, here, you're only paying any kind of design fee if you like what you picked for her. Like, she doesn't pay a design fee until you've designed something she likes. But how does that work towards me being there? So, as an example, the first room, you know, again, no construction, no flooring. You just have to go pick out some pretty furniture. $500 a room. So if you have two rooms, right, that's $1,000. Mm-hmm. And then if you've got, you know, $10,000 worth of furniture and you're getting, you know, 10% of that. Now let's say you've got um, window treatments. Window treatments where you can really make up money. Because you are designing window treatments. I still have it, to master that. I, <laughs> I just and lean it, on and Chelsea. And it's hard. I mean, it's a it's a creative thing. I mean, you've got to know something about sewing. You have to know your yardage. You have to know, you know, all the different components of a window treatment and what's going to work and what's not and the, the hardware. So I mark up window treatments because it's a lot of mental knowledge. It's a lot of work. And so, you know, if you've got window treatments, you've got the furniture, you've got your design time, and then at the end, you do an accessory call. Where you're staging it all, that's when you bring in accessories. And you can have it in your in your pricing that the accessory staging at the end, the installation, anything that they keep is an additional 20% on top of it. But but there you can shop at Home Goods, you know, or you know, TG Maxx or Target. But you're just gonna add 20% on top of it. And that's for the zhuzhing and you know, coming in and setting it up and fluffing the pillows and hanging the art and you know, lighting the candles. But so, yeah, you put all that together. That. That's four thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, so it it happens a lot easier than you think. It it adds up. But how do you like present that to a client? You're like, okay, so this is my room fee. You know, five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You don't tell them about marking no. the yes, obviously. And so I was going to ask how that, and you kind of just mentioned about how it works with here. Like, it comes the package of us coming and installing and making it beautiful. How do I do that on my own? Is it just that 20% accessory? Yeah. It's not built into their budget? Mm-hmm. Of Sometimes it is. That's what when you get to $1,500 a room, which is what you would work up, you know, mm-hmm. up to. Again, month one, start with $500. you are building your foundation. You're getting your portfolio there, and then your name is getting out. But I also tell people, you know, I've been a designer for years, but because I'm just starting in this new town, I've got an introductory rate, so don't tell your friends what, you, what I'm charging, you know. Mm-hmm. You can do things like that, too. Um, but it's just, oh, it, it builds your confidence, you know, and then the next one charge $750 a room and then the next one charge $1,000 a room to $1,500. You know, a kitchen, you should be charging three to 5000 for the design and project management. But on the flip side, remember to control your time. Don't get sucked into to time wasters. You know, don't drive yourself crazy looking for the right piece, just the perfect piece. You're pretty good about that though. You don't. Mm-hmm. Dilly dally. You find the right piece and done. Because yeah, I was the vision and then mm-hmm. that vision is like terrorizing until mm-hmm. I find the one. But mm-hmm. for example, about for the kitchen, what if someone says, 
well, how can you justify your pricing? Like if it's just 3000 flat rate, are you going to show us your hours or? No. Why would, they, again, you know, if, if you go buy something from Nordstrom's, you don't say, okay, what did you pay for that? Yeah. Okay. What was your shipping? I'm just you know, so used you know? to being traumatized here that I'm like prepping myself for like tough clients. No, you just say, say what your prices are. Okay. And if it's a big house, you know, it's going to lead into more rooms. You know, one of the designers, Erin, that I helped here, she was great. Her first project was 10 rooms and she charged, I told her 500 and she chickened out at the end and charged 400. <laughs> but the lady was like, okay, wrote her check for $4,000. Actually, she wrote her check for 2000 because for the design package, she took 50% down. That's another question I was yes. going to ask you. So that's how I do it. Um, how do they pay? Because what do they just say, eh, or take their time and they don't finish paying you? Exactly. And they don't want to pay when they don't, like like that client that paid $3,000 for nothing. So how I, and work? it's in my contract, I have it broken up to where 50% of the design fee is first house call. The second half of the design fee is the final presentation when they sign off on the design and they agree to buy everything. So you're covered, right? Your time has been covered. You're still earning income from your product and everything else because you, you're just at the beginning of the job, right? You've got three months left. <laughs> and a lot of designers get kind of, it's, it's almost like being a teacher where you get, you know, your, your money comes at the beginning of the month and you've got you've to stretch it out yourself. And it's the same thing with design. You're, you're getting paid up front. You know, if you get $5,000 up front, but your goal was to make $5,000, you know, this month. Remember that, right? Keep working. It's not like you can, and, and designers do get mad. I mean, I hear them like, I'm just have, you know, having to work and I feel like I'm not getting any more money. Well, you got a big chunk of money at the beginning. You know, th those people, $5,000 is a lot of money to yeah, a lot of people. Absolutely. They paid you that based on trust and faith. You better give it your all, right? So I usually take half of the design fee at the present or at the first house call. And when I tell people is that first two, that first week, and you know, it's a, you know, I would say like, if you can do the design as fast as you can. So a week or two weeks, I want to know that when I get to the presentation, if they say something happened, I'm, we're bailing, we're not going to do it anymore. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to do the design or I feel like I've been compensated for the amount of work that I've done up to then, mm -hmm. right? Half, if they walked away, you know, and, and you were going to make, you know, 1500 or whatever, 750, okay, it's about how much work I put into it. Okay. So how would that work in terms of, let's say, for example, Susie calls me and she's like, oh, I just found you on the internet, blah, blah, blah. I wanted to ask about your pricing and, you know, how you say, well, <laughs> it just depends case by case. So mm -hmm. I want to come out and see the space, meet you, kind of go over my plans and what I offer. But do I say over the phone, but at that first time that we meet is where I take my half of the down. So how does that work? Or do we just meet and see it kind of like a regular house goal we do and yeah. then have our first touch base? Yeah. Because if they're hiring someone, you know, they, they'll they they'll get it. I mean, you can say, but... So that's but what I'm saying. Don't, so I don't yeah, say that, don't, right? Don't, yeah. Shoot yourself in the foot first before you go there. And, and I usually tell people on the phone, you never tell your pricing on the phone or your website. Ugh. Okay. Never. I mean, because then it's just like everything else where people are just shopping for the best price. You're a kick-ass designer. You yeah. have more value than someone else that has bad taste, right? So don't let them treat you like a commodity. Don't let them, you know, compare apples to apples and think that they're all designers are equal. So if I just 
can it also be kind of like a marketing, um, a marketing kind of ploy where I say my first house call meeting you is complimentary. Absolutely. And then we'll kind of go over my contract. And then when I have my touch base, that's where I take the money. And then the final, kind of how we do it here in a way or no. Uh, I still like to t- take some kind of deposit at at the first house call. You, you don't do it at the beginning. Again, you go through that house call. Like you said, you you need to get to know them. You need to make sure it's going to be a good fit. And then at the end, mm-hmm. say, by sure the way. Not crazy. Um, you know, when, when you first get there, I always say, you know, okay, well, remember, today is just about information gathering and you know, making sure that we're a good fit and then we want to work together. And, you know, I'll go over my um, my packages and, you know, and how we charge at the end. But let's let's see your project. Like, let me see. What are you working on? So you start there. Again, it's a scary thing, right? You don't want to throw them off and and get them thinking about money too soon. I mean, I've had numerous clients say to me, these other designers wanted to charge me $250 just to come out to my house. What am I paying for? I don't know if they have good taste. I don't know if they're going to understand my taste. Why would I pay someone money for nothing, you know, just to show up at my door? It's ridiculous. So yeah, tell them, it's complimentary house call. Absolutely. To me, I think of that as like marketing. Like that's my marketing income is, is the hours that I spend going to prospective clients, you know, because because your hours are, are valuable. So that time that you're spending in rather than putting money out for marketing, which is why you don't need the overhead to start your design business. Just get some business cards and get out there and then start going on first house calls, meeting people. You know, seeing the nice neighborhoods you want to work in, um, you know, finding those pockets in your your area where they're open to designers, they need designers, you know, it's that level where they can afford a designer because not everyone can afford to have a designer and that's okay. So, um, you know, again, 50% at the, at the first because it locks them in. You do not want to do any work without being paid. And if you wait until even your touch base, they could get to your touch base and say, meh, I don't like it. Never mind. I'm going to go with someone else. So how do you say that at the end of, okay, I got all the notes. Okay. By the the way, so I think this is the package that fits you. Mm -hmm. So right now I would take a deposit of. Yep. And if they don't, red flag, you know, maybe they're not ready, but then walk away. You've just wasted an hour of your time and that's it. That's true. Okay. That yeah. makes sense because for me, it was so difficult to kind of um, compartmentalize how we are at the store and how I'm going to be. And mm-hmm. I just am freaking out, but I feel like I feel so much more confident now and I feel like how everyone else feels. And this is how I felt like before I even started being a designer Yeah, because I knew there's no way in hell I'm ready for this. I don't know how anything <laughs> works, how to price it. I remember calling a designer in California that I look up to and she said, yeah, you either mark it up a sofa or you charge hourly. And I'm like what the F does marking up a sofa mean? She's like, yeah, like 10, 20%. I'm like, what does that mean? I just like wanted to cry. And I'm like, thank you for your hour of talking. And I'm like, what does Aww. that mean? And so you yeah. keep, and then when I finally got to the store, it made sense. And so here I'm like, oh, I got this. Uh-huh. And I'm like, by the way, I'm moving. And I'm so scared. I have no idea what I'm going to do. <laughs> How will I start my own independent design business? And, and, yeah. And that's the thing. Like I feel for all like your, um, the people who take your course, your clients, whatnot, because- it is scary, you know, mm-hmm. and even though I'm literally so privileged to know you, I'm still a scaredy cat. Could you believe? Yeah. People would die to be in my shoes. And if you call me cat. and ask me how to charge, I'm going to beat you. <laughs> no, I'll retake the course yeah. and take notes. And yeah, no, it is. It's it's easy. You know, and then at the final presentation is when you take the second half of the design fee. 
when they're spending $10,000 on a room, you know, giving you another $750 at the presentation is nothing, you know, but, but you now also have to start, which is phase two, um, you're going to be purchasing all your furniture for them, right? You're going to purchase it. And, and there are different beliefs in that. And the way that I look at it, and I've actually talked to some other designers um, this week, I want to have control um, of the invoicing because if I'm going to have a percentage of that, if I'm making even 10% or something, I don't want the client um, to know that. And so I used to, I would go, it was a big, you know, I'd go to say Bassett and I'd buy a sofa and then I'd go back home and make an invoice and I'd mark it up a little and I'd have them pay for it. And, um, but then I started realizing that lifetime warranty on the frame, non-transferable. I bought the sofa in my name and now they can't have the warranty. It's in my name. So if anything ever happened to their sofa, they were going to have to get a hold of me again and I was going to have to deal <laughs> with it. No. So that's why, like at our store, we offer to designers a 10% rebate. So when the client buys it, they buy it from us. They see the invoice. It has the regular old price that anyone who walks through the door would get. But at the end of the month or the end of the year, we send the designer a check. So she's getting paid at the end of the month, really, or when the products, you know, when the stuff's installed, then we write them a check for 10%. That way, the client still bought it, the warranty's in their name, but you're getting a percentage. So that's why I always say, like, you can't just assume, you know, you can't just assume you're going to get all of your product online or all of your product from Crate and Barrel or there are so many other ways that are better for you and it's less hassle and it's less work. I'm, I'm a lazy designer. I want less work, so, more yeah. money. So you need to go around and talk to stores, talk to places, you know, see if there's, there are um, the other furniture stores in Seattle. I went and looked at how they did theirs first before I decided how I was going to do mine. Mm. Um, Masons, I think that, you know, they give like 8%. There's other places give 6%. Um, so I just knew that 10 was a good, you know, nice number and that's fair, you know, to me. So if a client's going to give you, like, let's say their budget for the room is $10,000, they just make out the $10,000 to your name. So how does that work where I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm ordering it for you. I'm also, but then they pay for extra shipping. I mean, I mean, so it's okay. This is your $10,000 budget. This is how much shipping is. This mm-hmm. is how much um, the shipping and receiving is if I'm mm-hmm. ordering from big box, like our actual design vendors. Um, and then I just order it through my accounts, obviously, right? Yeah. And so I've done it a couple ways. At that final presentation, I have, you know, a list of everything they're getting. And so let's say you're, yeah, you're buying all the furniture. You have local places you can get, you know, get it from. Even Crate and Barrel and stuff, you get a discount, whatever. And you have a list of everything that's going to cost. You've totaled it up with tax. And then you say, no, delivery is going to be on top of this. That's where you talk about this is not include delivery, but when we come to that, I'm going to expect delivery to be about $200 because that's the going rate around here. And we've got great movers that, you know, we'll set up with you. Oh, delivery and, and shipping and the freight. See, you don't have to worry. If you're buying it from a store, you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. freight. You go to the design center, you got to worry about freight. You go to a store like ours, it's all set up, The pr- it's built into the price. Freight, tariffs, all that stuff is built into the price that I'm selling it for. So you, um, 
you know, I, I write up the total of, and if you're going to go buy those things, but in their name. So like, you know, if you came here to buy something, sorry, this is the name of my clients. And you can either pay with, they've either paid you and you're going to use your credit card or the client's going to give your credit card number to the store. See what I mean? So it's either them paying directly or, um, but they've given you money and then you buy it, but you never buy anything with your own money yeah. ever, unless it can be returned with no restocking fee, like TJ Maxx, something like that. You can buy accessories with your own money and then charge them for it. Because if they don't want to pay you, you just scoop it back up and take it back to the store. But you don't ever, ever, ever want to spend your own money. So if you are going to go you know, to five different places and buy this stuff, yeah, you collect the money at the presentation. Sometimes it's, it's split up. Sometimes... You know, if you're doing multiple rooms, say, and you know that money's, you know, tight or it's a concern or it's a big project. So you know what? We're going to do case goods and upholstery now. Um, and then we're going to set aside out of your budget another $5,000 that we'll do in two months that'll be for accessories. But so they still know, but you're not having to take all of the money and be responsible for it then. Because you, if you take $5,000 for accessories, you know, this month, but you're not going to install until the end of February, you just have to keep track of the money and make sure you still have it to go buy the stuff, which is just harder, right? Oh, so, so confusing. Well, it just depends on your personality type. I mean, if you're type A and you're really good at bookkeeping, by all means, you know, but I know you and I know me. I would rather, I would rather, um, you know, especially like, like this client that you're working with and it's room after room after room. They don't have to have all the money for the remodel up front because they're doing room by room. So you could do it where um, I also knew um, a contractor when, which, you know, if you're working on a big project and you're going to be working for like a year on this, he had an agreement with them where he got paid his fee every Friday. That way they knew they were going to write him a check every Friday and he'd figure out what they owed him that week. And that's what he would, they would pay him on Friday. You know, it could be something like that too, but it depends on your personality type. It depends on how organized you are. Depends on if you have a credit card that you can go buy $20,000 on. You know, if you don't, you better be having your client walk in there with you and say, all right, they're gonna, they take American Express. Here, give her your card. <laughs> then how do you mark it up? Because you know you're going to get the the 10% kickback later. You're going to oh, get the, them. Gotcha. a check from the store. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, when you're doing window treatments, you're pricing the fabric at retail, but you're buying it at wholesale. Mm -hmm. You're doing the same thing with the labor for window treatments. You know, it's, it's, so with that, you do write your own invoice and you do collect all the money, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, and you and know, you just, just pay for it for your own business card. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, there's, there's different paths and every client's going to be a little different, but you'll get into a groove, you know, the pa people like the packages too, because it's, then there's no surprises. I know a lot of designers who do just do a flat 10 or 20% on top, but I always have a weird, like I always... I was worried that people are going to think that I'm trying to pack too much furniture in their room to make more money. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't like to be, I don't like it to be that, um, I don't know, obvious. It's just weird to me, but that's just me. Some designers love that. Yeah. Well, what if you know that this person just kind of wants a crate and barrel sofa or just this, this and that, and you know, you're not going to realist realistically make any money on the markup of furniture. Mm -hmm. Can you just say specifically for them, okay, my actual fees are 2000 2500 Yeah. Because it's just design. That's why okay. on my contract, it's blank. 
That's why I don't put a price because every client's different. Every situation's different. Every project's different. Would you have like a piece of paper? Like these are my two, three um, pricing packages so they can kind of see it? No. No. You tell them what their project would be. Okay. Because what are they going to do? Choose. You know, the only thing I've done is say, you know, if you want to do the shopping, if you want to do the shopping and you're a big bargain shopper, I'll do the design as a, as a map and a package and I'll give you a whole binder. And even that can have different levels. Again, $500 is sitting in your PJs on your iPad. $1,000 if you actually have to find the piece, the price, this is who you call, this is where you find it, you know, all of that kind of stuff. The more time it's going to take you, the more you charge for that package. Why would anyone want that? At that point, it's like you're just doing the work. I found the yeah. sofa for you. Yeah. What are they going to do? Okay, well, I found the exact same one cheaper. Okay. I know. Like I'm just, that's confusing. Okay. Well, it, again, sometimes they want that. Like when you do online design um, with the companies, online, it, <laughs> online design. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the name. What Modsy the, or something. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of them now. But that's kind of how they work. Like they list the vendors they choose from and they're all vendors that you can go to in most areas or order online. So they only choose from Crate and Barrel, Pottery Barn, Restoration Hardware, things you can buy online. And they tell you the the item. So it's not like you're really searching, you know, it's not like you mm-hmm. can go price that a Pottery Barn sofa is a Pottery Barn sofa. Yeah. But they know that everything's going to be, you know, match. And then you can have the add-on, even if they do their own shopping, let's say they want to do the install where you get to go and zhuzh it and put it all together, right? I just thought you meant like, this is my package. I would put a cream sofa, like a brown leather ottoman, and yeah. they will go find their cheap sofa if they're such chop, such shoppers. Because again, you can have a pottery brown cream sofa or an Ikea, but you're getting yeah. the look because it's kind of, I thought I can, that's what I can interpret. A little, but, but you know, pick out examples. Yeah, okay. I knew, um, I had a friend that, um, that's kind of where I started with the package idea. It was an online thing. It was a guy she'd found in a magazine, actually. And it was the exterior of her house. So she sent him a picture of the exterior of her house. (laughs) She paid $1,000. I can't believe how little she got. But what he sent her in an email was like a screenshot of a Home Depot page where he had found the tile. And he'd circle it. And then, you know, it was another one. Well, here's you know, an outdoor light fixture and he'd circle it. And he just sent her screenshots of where he found it online. And she did it. She followed the steps and it was beautiful. And she was thrilled. But that didn't take him much time. Yeah. She was happy with $1,000 and she liked to go, well, he showed me this one, but let me see if I can find another one that I like. But I see where he's going with that. Mm. Right. So it really does just depend, you know, so look at the project. How much do you want to make on that project realistically? Mm Mm-hmm. How do you want to charge for that? How much time is going to be involved? How much work are you going to put into it? If they need handholding, you know, and you're all the way down there to telling the contractor where you put, you know, the knob and all of that stuff, charge more, just charge more. You can, you know, you can always, and again, leaving it blank also keeps your clients from, you know, what if they're friends and they're talking to each other? Every project's different. That's why you have different. Yeah. Pricing structures for different projects. Yeah. So. Well, also for like the clients that we're talking about, like, you know, the, mm-hmm. I'm also <laughs> coming to show them where to put the light fixtures because uh-huh. I included that in my design. So what I charge, how would I charge for that? Just in the beginning, knowing 
That's why I charge more for the room because I know I'm going to come back and show them. And I can yeah. kind of tell them as well in my price packaging that I come in here home and I fluff it and zhuzh yeah. it. And that's, there's no extra fee for that. And I'll come and tell you where to put the lighting and everything. I'll yeah, exactly. Tell them, Project okay. management. So okay. That's why I kind of added I that see. fee. And and the other thing, having that um, you know open generic second line for the hourly, sometimes people will say, no, no, I just want the design. Like, just give me the design. I'll go shop myself. But then they get into it and figure they, they're they lost. They can't. All right. Well, you know, this is what I was talking about with the hourly. We're just going to – let's just do hourly. Um, you know, and you could even do something like well, – She know, says, well, I already paid for the design fee. For well, you, you did design. the design. Like, you you gave them yeah. what they asked for. But now she realized, oh, this is harder than I thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, something comes in broken. I have to pack it up and send it back. Like, I should have just paid for that. So that's where you can say, you know, hourly – I'm going to predict, I'm going to estimate it's going to take about five hours and I charge 150 an hour. You can tell them how many hours you think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, again, and if it's going to go over that, just tell them up front say, okay, we're, we're getting to the end of our five hours. Do you want to add another three hours? You know, just be honest and they respect that more. Yeah. You know, you'll have much better reputation for being an, an honest above board business person in your community. And hourly they just pay at the end of the week? Um. Yeah. You just give them an invoice. I mean, I know Paula, she had one client that, and she wasn't even finished with the project. She had already billed like $26,000 for um, hourly consultation fees. Oh my god! But these people were a nightmare and everything had to be custom. And I mean, to the point where they had a room um, and they bricked the wall because this client was from New York and they loved that look. They wanted his office kind of like in New York. Mm-hmm. Loftish. So they did bricked wall and then they didn't like that their outlets were white or any other color. So they hired a faux painter to come in and hand faux paint the outlet covers so they match the brick. I know it can be confusing and I'm sorry if I confused you more, but that's what I meant. I was going to teach you some strategies, yeah. the the way that I think about it, you know, techniques. Um, because again, you know, wh- what state are you in? What country are you in? How much experience? You're new. You know, if I'm teaching someone how to start their own business for the first time, but they've been a designer for 30 years, they need to step up their prices, you know? So hopefully by teaching you the the philosophy behind it. um, And again, that's just what I do. And that's where I feel really comfortable. I'm always been really happy with my income. I feel good, you know, and that's, that's where, uh, you know, I, I, I want you to get to, to where you don't worry that you're overcharging people or you don't feel like you're taking advantage of people, but you also feel like you're being paid for your talent and you should be, and you should make, you know, $10,000 a month, you'll get there. Um, but that's just smart, right? That's the right clients. It's the right level and you know, all that kind of stuff. But um, it, it really is kind of a, it's a process you have to go through. And again, start by asking designers in your town, find out what they, what they do um, and then do the right thing for your business. Well, thanks so much for tuning in everyone. I hope this was really helpful. I know it was to me. Um, this is just real life and it's, We're so lucky to have Chelsea be so honest and open with um, all her secrets and all her tips and tricks because it is sometimes a bumpy road. And so we hope that uh, this really helps you guys in your careers and in your businesses. Yeah. Teach a man to fish. Happy (laughs) designing. Happy designing. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, and soon you will find us on YouTube where we will upload 
podcast videos. So stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.